Hello and welcome to the Two Tongues Podcast. I am Kyle and this is Chris. And today we have a guest for the very first time, my buddy Sam. How's it going, everyone? How's it going? Good, good. So um, so the folks listening to the podcast know at least a little that Kyle and I basically grew up together. We've known each other since we were five years old. Very little, yep. Now, Kyle, did we meet through Ashley Bell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so the girl across the street, that's how we met uh, at a very, very young age. That and sounds like a good story in itself. <laughs> yeah. Not really, though, because listen, um, I was in like what the like the kindergarten or the first grade with that girl, and uh, she lived like 10 houses down at the end of the street, and Kyle lived directly across the street from her. Yeah. And I don't exactly remember the details of this story. Maybe Kyle does, but somehow the... What's the story? We were, how, going, we were going to Cedar Point. And how old, was and how old were you guys? Five, six years old, something like that. There's yeah, no, uh, I'll show you yours if you show me mine. <laughs> none of that. Uh, none of that. Although we've been in the bath together, if that's what you mean. Um, three men in a tub, me, me, Kyle, and his brother, Corey. Do you remember that? Oh, Do you remember I, I, three penises in the tub? I, don't, I remember stories. I don't remember the actual memory, I don't think. You don't remember the actual penises then? No. Okay. No, the well, that's good. The penises have ceased to be... In my memory, at least. Hopefully they grew since then. <laughs> Next topic. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, so again, the audience knows Kyle and I go way back. Uh, but we'll introduce Sam because nobody knows him uh, yet. So Sam and I met through a community uh, softball league that my wife was on. And it's been years and years now. And at first, you basically knew my wife and not me. And I was just showing up as a cheerleader. And then we got to we got to hanging out, and Sam is a very interesting guy. So that's what I want the audience to learn today. Uh, solid, solid dude. So I got my my oldest friend and my only other friend here in this city, as, as far as I'm concerned, in the room together. Well, let me tell you, Chris, I, I consider you one of my best friends. Period. I love you, buddy. I love you too. <laughs> so you two are a couple of community athletes, huh? You're hitting some softballs. So I'll tell this story because specifically because it's embarrassing. Um, I, I probably knew Sam. Maybe not, though. Do you remember when I played in the league? For, uh, for You played, uh, I think the first year I played was your last year. Yes, and it was my first year. Okay, so, so you played one year. And so I'll tell you why I played one year. Why is that? Because, okay, first of all, first of all, you have to understand that my wife is athletic. Would you agree with that? Agreed. As far as the, all the girls in the league go, how many of them are, are even come close? Out of, I would say, 50 girls in the league, she's top three. Top three. So my wife plays baseball better than she me. She plays second base. She plays second base. Uh, her and I, I play shortstop. I, and, she, and she wings the ball. Or third base sometimes. But Yes. Uh, her and I, her and I uh, had a membership a at the beast. Y for a while. And we would play ba- basketball together, and I fucking hated it because she's better than me. And my my grandpa and my uncles will come visit from out of town, and we'll go golfing, and she'll beat all of us yeah. easy, handily. So this is this is this. I tell you this to tell you this story. I hadn't played played baseball since little league. Well, I played one year when I was a kid. I was a fat nerdy kid. I wasn't I wasn't a athletic person. Um, but before I met Jess, I lost a bunch of weight. I got in good shape. Here I am hanging out with this new girl who I very much liked. She's playing baseball. So guess what? 
I'm playing baseball. God damn right. <laughs> so, so, I, so I went out there and uh, embarrassed myself. And um, uh, the amount of strikeouts is embarrassing, but that's not the, the most embarrassing part. The most embarrassing part was swinging as hard as I could at a pitch and watching the bat slowly leave my hand and go zipping towards the pitcher. <laughs> Heads over tails. I heard about that. Yes. So you already knew that story. I didn't know it was you, but I heard about that. That that was me, and that so that's the reason why I didn't play anymore. It's and you know what? Shame on me because I could have got better and and could have had fun, but I was too embarrassed to go back, put my face back out there. After the bat incident, you never went back. I finished the season. Oh, okay. And also, I'll tell you that I scored one run in 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 a whole season. I scored one run, and uh, when I did. I slid into home, not because I needed to, because I fucking always wanted to, <laughs> and I was wearing shorts, and I didn't have tall socks either. I, 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 guys, I didn't play baseball. I didn't yeah, know there was pants un- for that. Okay. I didn't know you didn't play baseball. So no. I played baseball from five oh. through high school until I, they kicked me out for selling pot in 10th grade. <laughs> so. We'll talk more about that. Uh, but point is, and you'd probably know where I'm going with this, Sam, is I... Uh, I, I had the worst skin and rash situation on my leg from uh, from basically the ankle up to my knee from, from sliding into home. Now, the the good news is I scored a run. The bad news is it took me like a, yeah. a week and a half to heal from that. Oh man, slide yeah, in baseball. Dude. That if I mean that was that's a a constant wound that you open up every. And I'm one of those people. Even it's co-ed softball. I'm. Diving. I'm diving. I think I'm. I think I'm. You know, 16 years, 16 years old, and I'm yeah. diving in head first. You know, whatever I need to do, like a dog after a ball. I like that you hang on to the pride of the fact that you scored a run. I like that you're not. You know, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm I gotta highlight that. Hell yeah, man! I I totally agree. Got no, that point. Yeah, your wife is. She's a hell of a softball player. She is. And when you have a co-ed league, Kyle, mm-hmm. they need girls. Mm-hmm. Sure, Because yeah. you have to have so many girls in the pitching order. Yeah. Because otherwise it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a whole other topic, and we definitely need to talk about that with Sam here. Uh, but 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 my wife is one of those girls that they want on the team. Is, like, reliable. They're, yeah, she's reliable. She's yeah. showing up. But she's also good. Well, so. yeah, that's what I mean by reliable. It's like you'll do a good job, not just you'll show up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She can hit. She can hit, but they have a hard time getting girls to keep showing up. Yeah. You know? Well, because that's the sound. Uh, they can't all hit. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, there's, there's three, three, three girls out on the field and you have to bat two and, uh, there's a trouble finding women who I, can, who can hit, right. you know, out of the infield. That's right. Yeah. And your wife is not one of them. No, no, she loves it. So I, uh, I played a little just just catch with her when we first started dating. That sounds weird. Played a little catch with the, with the, with the girlfriend. And uh, what I noticed about her, you know, she's super competitive. She loves the competition. Yeah. She has, she has a like a she has a need for it. So her, her and I are just throwing the ball around. I'm I'm thinking I'm we're just having a fun little afternoon in the summer. You know, nice warm breeze, green trees, tossing the ball around. She's whipping the ball so hard. That after about three catches, I didn't want to do it anymore. Yep. I, didn't, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> and 
and she just has a smile on her face like she accomplished what she what she set out to accomplish. That's hilarious. That's because you're catching the ball wrong, man. You got to get it in the web. You ain't gonna hurt your That's ball. true. That's true. You know, That's I, I, you're not wrong. You know, I'm not. This is gonna sound weird. I play catch with your wife all the time. <laughs> hey, now. And <laughs> yeah, no, she she doesn't mess around. She she whips a strike right at your face. She does. I'm gonna have her on the podcast one of these days. Absolutely, we could talk softball. She's uh, she's. I think maybe a little upset with me. I'm thinking about not playing this year. Oh, but I think I'm gonna have to. Well, you could. Well, we we won 20, uh, 19, 2020 Obviously, was canceled. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. You guys so, play this through like a rec league or something? Yeah, it's a Cleveland, Cleveland softball league. Okay. Um, but uh, we won it in uh, twenty nineteen, so we're the. The defending champions. Sweet. Not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but uh, MVP. Do you hear that? We got the we got the MVP the here MVP. with us on the podcast. Semi semi uh, uh, game before the finals. I hit uh, walk off home run to send us to the finals. Boom! Nice. So lots of fun, lots of fun. And we've got uh, me and Jess. We have, I think, out of the five. Is it six years we've been playing on the same? That sounds about right. I think we have four titles. Yeah. See? Now, now, do you like watching baseball? I do, but it's a little slow. I hate baseball. I mean, I mean, it's like watching it is the most. I mean, I I played one year of baseball when I was a kid, and that's like the most baseball experience I have. But just watching, I like going to games because, like, you know, it's fun. Exactly. Drink. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's an it's an event. It's an experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't watch baseball on okay. TV. Like I, I pay attention to the Indians. Lots because, of people still do, I guess. I mean, it's, it's still a popular. But, point, I, but I'd much rather watch a basketball game yeah, or a yeah. hockey game yeah, or yeah. go to a football game. Or, I'm not much of a sports guy, but basketball out of like the main sports, that's probably my favorite one, the yeah. most exciting one to me. See, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I like watching. Hockey. I like going to a hockey well, game. Hockey is exciting, man. It's very fast paced. Yeah. yeah. Um, I played hockey uh age of three to eighteen. Nice. Nice. So, so I, had a, I had a buddy uh I should probably I'll tell this story. It's another embarrassing we'll just do a, they all the embarrassing Chris stories today. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about my buddy who played hockey. But before I do, um my wife's uncle was talking about uh he he, he likes to watch racing. He like he likes cars and mm-hmm. and you know and it's it's expanding now to where he's watching boat racing, and I'm not frowning at that because I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's awesome or not. But he was talking about wanting to go to nearby to a place that does boat racing in the summer, and he thought it'd be fun. These are like boats, like speed boats, yeah. with crazy horsepower. So they're going really fast. There's a likelihood of accidents, just like NASCAR. Um, when the when the boats kind of uh, buzz by you. Uh, you know, you can hear the uh, you know the roaring of the engine. So it's got that it's got that stuff going going for it. Um, and I told him, he said, you know, would you guys be interested in doing that? And I, I would definitely go to that. Well, and, and, and what, the way I responded to him was, well, there'll there'll be beer there. <laughs> so I- anything that you're doing, if you're drinking, you know, you can make it fun. And that's what we're talking. That, you know, that's what we're talking about. In fact, we're doing a little drinking right now for the you know for the yeah, audience's information. Just went down the wrong pipe just a second ago. I wasn't sure how to mute my mic. Um, yeah, you probably have to ask me to do it. Anyway, um, 
So there's a whole bunch of stories um, that Sam has told me over the years that I was hoping he might be willing to share as we get to know him more uh, more today. But I want to tell, uh, I'll tell the audience that um, if it wasn't for this gentleman here, we, we had a whole episode we did on psychedelics. Sure. And uh, we can, that's fair game. We can t- talk about that more. But um, none of the good stuff, in fact, none of that episode really, from my perspective, could have happened if I hadn't met my dear friend Sam. So thank you for that, sir. Huge influence. Well, hopefully not bad. Not bad at all. But but so we talked about DMT heavily, and I want to get I want to get to that story because your first DMT story, not only was it early before it was part of popular you know knowledge, uh, like long really? before, but it's an mm-hmm. interesting story. You want to get into that? Sure. You get mean, right into that. I mean, I'm happy to tell the story. All right, all right, Sam, take it away. All right. Well, so I. Uh, Lived in Ohio City, and uh, well, describe it, describe that part of town for because it was at the, at that point this was uh, I want to say oh six oh seven um, it was it was still pretty rough you know there there was a lot of there was a lot of younger people moving in though yep and uh, a lot of a lot of hippie a lot of a lot of hipsters. Yeah, just, yeah. Just a lot of a lot of younger people moving in because you know rent was cheap. Right. I, I rented a, the top floor of a, a mansion that was built in 1810 or some shit like that. And you were about what age? Uh, twenty. About twenty, close to this, close to downtown. Yeah. Li- what west? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, say forty to forty fifth. Okay. Living so, yeah. living in an ancient mansion. Dilapidated? It was in decent shape. It started to fall apart at the end there. I ended up living there about eight years. Oh, did you have anything to do with that? Eh, maybe maybe uh, some? I mean, I didn't exactly. Uh, you know, I was a young, young single bachelor man. I didn't uh, exactly take care of it as best I could. But, right. you know, it was also a house that was built in fucking 1800s. Right. So, you know. so you're, living in, you're living in a mansion. So I'm living in a mansion. Um, it's a rough part of town. I, you know, I had, at one, one, one point I had a, a sign on my car that just said, the doors are open, take the change. <laughs> because my, uh, my, uh, uh, windows kept getting broken into. Mm. And, Take my change. It's a lot cheaper than a hundred fifty dollar window. Yeah, absolutely. So this but, is early in the gentrification process. Yes, this is I like, should have bought every goddamn <laughs> yeah. house. Yeah, man. Every, oh I, my it's god, it's a little different now. So the house I the house that I lived in, the owner offered it to me for a hundred and ten thousand mm. dollars. Wow. He's, he sold it two years ago for two point eight million. A mansion. What for a hundred ten thousand? It, it's crazy. a mansion with, that was that was broken up into five apartments. Oh, oh I see. I got it. But and that's I, still awesome. I had. Had the top floor, which had access to the roof, mm. which was a flat roof. Nice. Yes. Which I can get into some some crazy stories about that. Later. Please do. And, you know, but are we still trying to? We're not. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that because I want to hear about this angel that you met. That whose name? Oh whose name God. you don't Virginia. know? Virginia. No, his name was Virginia. Oh, it was Virginia? Yeah. Okay. Virginia. Cool. So, so I'm living in uh, this you know mansion that's broken into five. Five apartments. I'm I'm in the top floor, and uh, the bottom the, uh, the bottom unit, one of the two bottom units. Uh, one of the people called me, tell me they're having a party. I said, all right, it's uh, three gay guys, 
and uh, you know they tell me we're having a we're having a party. There's fifteen girls down here. Bring some weed down, Sam. Yep. So there's hold on. Let me put, pump the brakes for a second. There's an apartment where three gay guys are having a rompous party with a bunch of beautiful ladies, and they're not interested in these beautiful ladies. And they call you from upstairs and say, "Do you want to come on down?" They say, "Bring some weed." All right. So Mike said, "Bring some weed. No, no big deal. Let me jump through the shower. I'm gonna fucking rub a couple of blunts. I'll be right down. You know, 30 minutes later, I head down. So by that time, people have been calling people. There's there's probably 20 people in the house now. There's guys. Party. There's yeah, yeah. You know, there's you know, straight straight guys, gay guys, women, just just having a party. We're just having a good time. Right. And." Uh, so I bring down plenty of pot and, you know, probably throw an ounce or something out on the table after I roll those couple of months and say, let's, uh, you know, roll up whatever you want. All right. And uh, so the night goes on. I'm, you know, at that point, you know, I was, I was a young man. I'm popping pills, you know, eating Xanax, you know, smoking weed. A little line here, line there, whatever. Just yes, having, indeed. Just having a good old time. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a fucking black guy walks in. And I'm sitting there on a couch. I go, what's up, man? He goes, I'm just kind of rolling through. I heard the party, and, you know, I came in through the front door. It was unlocked. This is a passerby? Yeah. Jesus. A stranger. Stranger. Just walked right in. Walked right all in. All right. His name is, and his name is Virginia. So he goes, you got all the weed on the table or whatever. He goes, uh, you got a bowl. And I go, yeah, I got a bowl, but, you know, not not down here. I just brought I brought swishers down. I was rolling up blunts. Mm-hmm. Goes, I got a bowl upstairs in my, my apartment. He goes, you got some weed to throw in it, too? I go, yeah. He goes, well, I'm going to throw something on top of it. And I mm. said, well, I just figured, you know, it's a young, young man. Just figured it was some blow. You know, just a little, bit of, a little bit of cocaine. A little bit of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, we're going to smoke a little Primo. Mm-hmm. And at that point in my life, that was that was okay with On me. the table. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. So I go, all right. He goes, let's go upstairs. I said, all right, let's go upstairs. And so we walk up to the third floor. It's just me and him. And uh, I had a lot of valuable stuff in my room. Just put it that way. Yep. And... Uh, so he, I, I pack up a bowl, and he puts this, like, pinkish salmon-colored stuff on top. Powder? Powder. And it was yeah. pink. It was pinkish. Interesting. Pinkish it, salmon-ish. You'd never seen that before. Well, I've seen some pink, you know, the Oh, Coke. so you, had no, re- you had no reason to think it wasn't Coke. No, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Fish scales. Yeah, yeah. fish scales. It's like a salmon-colored. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I Coke, didn't know. I didn't Coke, know. Coke can look that way. Real good Coke. Okay. So I'm thinking, this is some good-ass Yeah, Coke. Virginia. Like, <laughs> right. So he goes, just rip it as hard as you can and hold it in. This well, hold on. Before you continue, did he went upstairs with you to get your bong, or did you bring it down? No, he went upstairs. He went upstairs with you. Yeah, okay, all right, just keep me and going. him sitting in my, in my room. In your room with, a bunch, of, with a bunch of, quote-unquote, valuable things laying about. Yes. Okay, go ahead. You know, money and other Other things yeah, of yeah, value. Uh-huh, yeah. yep. And... uh so he goes, rip it as hard as you can, hold it in as long as you can, and exhale. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I smoked a fucking primo before. What fuck is this dude telling me? Yeah. But I'm going to play along because that looks like some real good fucking ball. Yeah, right. So I play along, rip it as hard as I can. I'll take all the powder, you know, everything, the whole thing. Rip it as hard as I can. Suck it in and hold it as long as I can. Fucking. Did it, did it, ta- hold, did it taste hold, unusual? Anything hold. like you... Oh, it tastes unusual. Unusual. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. It tastes tasted like fucking, you know, burnt rubber. Okay. Gotcha. And but that didn't throw me off. Then you know, looking, thinking back. Right. You know. Yep. But uh, so I hold it as long as I can. I exhale. And I swear to God, if you if you look around your room right now, think about halfway up the wall. Halfway up the wall, just. Took off completely straight up, <laughs> including the roof, everything, just gone. Like a rocket. I was I was absolutely in la-la land, mm. just tripping my balls off. I had no idea what was happening. What a surprise. That's crazy. Yeah. No idea what's happening. And, and mind you, I had been drinking all day. I had mm-hmm. probably taken Xanax on Coke. I mean, fucking... I eat Molly. I mean, who, I I I couldn't even tell you what mm-hmm, I've done mm-hmm, that yeah. day. You know, I was a like twenty or twenty one year old dude, and just having a good time. The, the buffet, we call yeah, that. There's a bunch <laughs> of ladies around, and ladies, and you know, this guy says pretty much, "Let's go smoke a primo," and I'm like, "Yeah, let's go." It's only fucking midnight. What the hell? The night is young. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I can't even describe the, the first one very well because it was I can describe the next one so hold on I want I, I want to mention that Kyle and I are both nodding as he's saying he can't describe the first one because that's that's the best way of putting it it's indescribable the first Absolutely. time the, we're talking about DMT so the first time you blast off on DMT you got no words for that they don't exist and, and this this dude I mean it powders different too when you smoke it okay I mean, it's more intense more intense oh god this this guy shot it up. Oh, holy yeah. shit! Did you do you F, remember? Do you, this has been a long time, so you may not remember. But do you remember hearing the the sound when you smoked it? Do you know what I mean? How when the DMT comes on, it's kind of a yes, yeah. Did you did that we happen? We smoked it at the same time. <laughs> did that happen the first time when you when you smoked it? The did. It did. Okay, shit. So that's the first time you ever heard that noise. Yeah. But and you were all oh, go ahead. Sorry. So um. Toasted, just I'm on another planet where I sh- a wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous planet, just la la land. Yep, so, yep, it, it must have been. I mean, it must, it, it had to have been 10, 10 to 15 minutes. Yep, it's about as long as it goes. And I come out of it, and I, I was sitting up on my bed when I hit, hit it. And I came out of it laying down on my yep. bed. Like, I you know, fell back. Yep. And I sit up, and the stranger, he's sitting in a chair. Virginia. Virginia. Fucking angel of Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I sit up and look at him. And he goes, pretty fucking awesome. Right? <laughs> was he smiling? Do yeah. you remember? Of course he was. You got, so, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you you're good. Go what ahead. did you What did you do? You remember what he said to him? Or I go, 
what the fuck was that? <laughs> so you didn't know you didn't know what DMT was then, right? No. Okay. I had no, I had no idea. Yeah. I cannot imagine doing having a DMT trip and not knowing that I was having. You know, like I like just being transported to another dimension, having no idea that that's what you were getting into. That's crazy. That's like a. But, you know, the come down from DMT is oh. so nice. Yeah, it's not bad. So like. You feel so calm, kind yep. of, and just like it's it's even more calm with okay. the smoke in it. Oh, like really? Powder. powder waves. You're yeah. like you're so like. <sighs> so I have a theory about that, and I don't want to derail this because your story is tremendous. But you know how they say that DMT gets released maybe when you're dreaming, when you're sleeping. Sure. That there might be a connection between the way that you feel so relaxed because it's a sleepy kind of relaxed when you're coming down from the DMT. Now, I don't know if that's part of the dreaming, part of the you know the the, the the way it affects your dreaming, but that's how it feels. It seems to be a very sleepy kind of a mm-hmm. come down. It's very nice. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I I mean, it, it's great. It is great. I mean, smoke some DMT and you you could pretty much guarantee you could take a nap. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you know, I've noticed the opposite of that with things like mushrooms and LSD. It's mm-hmm. like good luck going to sleep after mm-hmm. you take those. Like, I, it's like you're. Yep. There's no way. Um, but DMT, yeah, it does. There is almost like a dreamy, sleepy quality to it. That's true. Wonderful. It's just, <laughs> it's just wonderful. So when you, so first of all, the fact that this guy's name is Virginia is awesome. That's not obviously not his real name. This dude floated through. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> So should I get no. into the rest of it? Yes, or? please do. Please do. Yep. Um, so, obviously, we said, you know, he he watched me like like a, a good person yep. would do, make sure, you know, I was okay. He was kind of like my shaman. A or, stranger, by the way. Yeah. Keep going. A stranger. And he goes, I want to blast off real quick. Mm. And he goes, you know, watch me, you know, just be, just be here. And I go, of course. This dude pulls out a fucking spoon. Oh my! This is—I didn't heard this part. Keep going. Well, you know, can't can't divulge everything. <laughs> but uh, since we're here, so he pulls out a fucking spoon, a cotton ball, and fucking, you know, a little bit of water. He starts fucking cooking it up, cooking it up, the powder. Yeah, and uh, double the amount he put on the bowl that I had. What? And this dude fucking puts it in his arm. What? And just he's sitting in like like an armchair kind of thing, like a big, wide, comfy armchair, and his head just goes straight back, and he is just eyes blinking all weird, and just just gone. I mean, yeah. He was gone twenty minutes. Really? Yeah. Were you worried? Maybe. maybe nah, it's, uh, I was young. I was, you were young. Yeah. Yeah, I was young. <laughs> Plus, like I, I, ch- I was checking his heartbeat and, like you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. I was putting my finger on his neck and you know, you know, his, his artery on his neck, making sure he's, you know, he's breathing fine. Yep. So he was just in, you know, another dimension somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. And uh, so he, you know, wasn't breathing weird. No, nothing, nothing to make me think that he was in any sort of. Danger. I'm not sure if you can OD on DMT. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. I would never put the needle in my arm. Right. So, right. 
seems like a bad idea. Yeah. I didn't even know you could do it. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I never really thought of it, but yeah, I just never considered doing DMT intravenously. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. People do it for sure. No, right. I mean, no, thank you. Something but. to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but so he blasts off, and uh, so he comes out of it finally, and he goes, "You want to go again?" And mind you, this guy. Wait a minute. You did it again? Well, back to back? Okay. <laughs> keep going. All right, keep going. I mean, I just had the most amazing experience in my life. Yeah. Like, did you, so when you did it the first time, Kyle, when you came down, wasn't it like the most intense curiosity where you're like, I, what was that? Yeah. I, I want to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, how sure. you felt? Exactly. Okay. I want to know. Now that I know that I'm going to not be here mm-hmm. yep i want to try and figure it out or i want to know more about this yep and so i immediately was like yeah absolutely yep so i switched to i had this, this big what do they call them the zongs all right where where they mm-hmm. go kyle knows i know the zong for they sure. go back and forth so yep. you know <laughs> makes a you know a two foot bong into a six foot bong Ooh, right? i see okay so uh i pack up one of those and he puts uh, even more on it. Oh, God. And he goes, if you can clear this, you'll be... You'll, you'll, you'll be gone. Dude, man. how much did he have on him? On his person? Oh, God. It was... <sighs> A pound? What? Like en- enough that he could have been selling it. But he wasn't. He wasn't. No, I'll, I'll, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, keep getting there. Sorry, man. Go ahead. But, uh... So, I ripped that, rip it as hard as I fucking can. Because I'm like, I want to I see what the hell this shit is. And, you know, looking back, stupid fucking move. Yeah. I mean, who the hell knows what this shit is? I didn't even know what it was. But you were curious. And but, dumb. I mean, it could have fucking killed me. Yep. Didn't, know, didn't really much give a shit, I guess. You didn't even ask him what it was. I asked him what it was oh, in between, okay. and he told me that it was DMT, and it was a a, a, a molecule that you know. I remember him telling me that your brain secretes when you die. Did he tell you about it being the ayahuasca part of a, part of the? No, no, I didn't. I didn't know that anything okay. about ayahuasca until I did more research after. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, which is still one of my dreams to go to Peru and. Oh man! Uh, yeah. If you go, I'll go, dude. Kyle, that's. that's Dude. I mean, I, you know, that, that's intimidating, but it's, yeah. That is bucket list for me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Period. Absolutely. Period. I think there are places in the United States where, we, where it, it, it's legal to do. Part of those churches and down in Arizona. and Yeah, but they don't legal. have the right, you know. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's not authentic, traditional. I'd rather, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah I get you. You want to have the actual the experience. rainforest, man, yeah. with yeah. shaman. Tripping oh. my balls. <laughs> with the shaman. In the Thro- jungle. Throwing up in the jungle. Yeah. And seeing, Fuck, seeing yeah. the face of God and the little snake goddess lady everyone sees. But I never I think, saw that. I think, I think it's, I think it's mother, mother Earth. Mother Gaia. Mother Earth. Not, no God. Mother Earth. Listen, man, I would love to talk more about that with you, but not yet. I want to hear the rest of the story. Okay, so where was I? So this guy, complete stranger, plenty of he could have, he could have. Oh no! I actually no. Sorry, I need to go back. Yeah, I was, you were I getting was, ready to was, do it the second time. I was ripping the bomb. 
And so I ripped the bong. And I hit it, you know, as hard as I could. Cleared as much as I could. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I cleared, you know, held it in as long as I could. And all of a sudden, I'm talking to an old Indian woman. Ooh. So, like, picture, like, Sacagawea. Yeah, that's exactly who I was thinking. Sacagawea. Like, are we talking silver-haired Sacagawea? Old, an old lady? Yes. Okay, yep. An old Indian woman, you know, the full, you know, dress of an, an old Indian woman. Yep, and just smoking hot, old Indian woman. <laughs> smoking hot. They were hot, though. Kind of. <laughs> keep, keep, keep going. So, you know, I can't tell you what we were talking about, but she was in there for a lot of it. And, you know, I come out again. You know, finally come out of La La Land. And uh, he's sitting there just smiling at me, Virginia. Just <laughs> fucking smiling at me. And... Uh, <coughs> I go, what? He goes, I just love sharing that with people. Yes. That's awesome. And, you know, so, you know, we're talking, and, you know, he, he, he went one more time, and I watched him and everything. And we're talking the whole time. This part of this huge party is going down, downstairs. Yep. And uh, he goes, so we, we sat up there and talked and talked and talked about, you know, DMT and, and, uh, know the different dimension that you kind of end up in if you if you get you know you gotta get i don't know what you call it yeah so crossing that's a, over yes I, I call it blasting off blasting off crossing over yes. yeah just because you can you know take a little hit of dmt and still be mm-hmm. yeah everything's just a little wavy or oh yeah know, whatever so but. so i'll just i'll interrupt for a second i've seen sam on many occasions take just a small hit of dmt sure. Just in public, standing up, functioning like a like a grown grown person, but just to put a little bit of magic in uh-huh. reality for just a second. I can see that. Yeah, I would do that right now. <laughs> well, you can if you want, man. I mean, don't get me wrong now, but so so we're talking and we're talking and we're talking, and in the back of my mind, as I'm sitting there talking with him, I'm like, this dude could have robbed me. Fucking blind. Yes, this guy. You know, we're we're in the city. We're in a rough rough part of town. Right. At that point, right? It wasn't gentrified at that point. A danger, a, a dangerous part of town. Relatively, a stranger who just happened to walk in and decided to walk into your house. Not just walk by, but heard the music and decided to walk into your house, like like a like a drug laden Santa Claus with the sack over his shoulder, just just spreading magic magic to all the good people that happened to take an interest in him, and you were that guy. Yeah, I just happened to be sitting there. He, he you know, he, people, some, someone had told me that, that I lived upstairs and had a bowl or something like that. Yep. I'm not exactly sure how it happened, but uh, he found out that I lived upstairs and had a bowl. And, but then we sat there and talked for a couple hours after it. And uh, he, so he pulls out this freaking, I don't know, softball size. Just chunk of pink, of pink glory, thing. and he just breaks me off a big fat corner of it. End up being, I can't remember, forty something grams. Wow, Jesus! And he goes, "What a sweetheart!" He goes, "Promise me one thing: share it, don't sell it." Nice, unbelievable. Share it, don't and sell I go, it. I promise.
promise. And you did. And I did. And that night when we went back down to the party, I bet 30 people blasted off that mask. Really? Dude, it, we just started putting it on. You know, I brought I brought a couple of bong. At that point, I had like, you know, this is pre-kids and everything. Yep. I, had a, I had a bong cabinet. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's six of them in there and bubblers and all kinds. Of, we just brought them all down and just blasted this party out. So this gentleman over here we're talking to who once had a bong cabinet now has a gun cabinet. And I want to talk about that too. But I, but but patience, Iago, we'll get there. I had I've had both at once. They're 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 Even overlapping. <laughs> but um, so then, not only that, this guy hangs out for that night and has a great time at the party. It ends up being probably fifty people at this party, and uh, so we party all night. We have a great time, and. He gives me his phone number, and uh, so party's over. You know, everything winds down. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna elaborate on how my night ended, <laughs> but um, uh, he gives me his number. So I call him the next day, and it says this this number is not in service. This is Virginia. This yeah, is the. This, this is, Virginia. is all right. So he, he does seem like an angel, man. It seems like he's. His number, I never, his number was not in service. It said, it said this number is not in service. He he, Jenny Jenny dress, and never saw him again. What? Never, never heard from him again. Dude, that's the best episode of Touched and, by an Angel I've ever heard. <laughs> and we smoked that fucking DMT for because this this the five apartments. There was, okay, so me on the top floor, there's a, a, so then there was two apartments, there's three floors total, there's two apartments on the first floor, two apartments on the second floor, mine was the top floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's... Uh, the penthouse, we call that. Well, yeah, uh, it was, it was a nice place. I mean, fuck it, it was like 250 a month back That's then. That's amazing. Like, it's ridiculous, but... Um, so single guy lived, you know, like on one of the second floors, like six hippie freaking people, you know, like like four four girls and two guys lived on the other one on the second floor. Dreadlocks and tabuli or not tabuli? What's that? What's that? Patchouli. 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 Oh, That's yeah. what I meant. Tabuli. <laughs> I mean, they probably have tabouli salad. That's like vegan the, shit. You the know, women, the women were not terrible. Looking. Sure. So that's good. <laughs> on the, uh, and then on the first floor, uh, two gay guys. Yep, I talked about one, those. We actually ones, we, we there were supposed the to be side. three gay guys. Who was this third guy? Um, He's one of their friends. Well, he 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 would he comes and goes. Live there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But uh, so, and then on the other side was two young ladies. Not, yes. You know, in the twenties, young ladies. Yep. So it was a. It was a fun house to live in. Sounds like it, man. 20 years old? Yeah, 20, 20 when I moved in. And uh, I wanted to get close to downtown so I wouldn't get a DUI. That, Smart. Was, that was my, because I moved out at 17, moved above a bar in Cleveland. Hold on. On the east side. Pump of the brakes for just one second here. Ladies and gentlemen, you moved out of your parents' home at 17? I moved, yeah. I was one of uh, six kids. I was living in the basement. You know, we were real poor, lived. Lived on the east side, 
Um, the East side of Cleveland, guys, for those of you who don't know, have you ever heard of the, uh, the group Bone Thugs and Harmony? If you haven't, look it up. That's where they're from. Keep going, Sam. But uh, so I'm living in, you know, at the basement, you know, going senior year in high school and uh, decide, you know, me and four buddies, there's five rooms, uh, it's a huge bar. I'm not going to name it a bar because it's not there anymore anyway, and I don't want to give too much away. They don't need to know. But um, so uh, one of my buddies' moms was the manager of this bar, and above the bar there was this real big place and had five rooms. Me and four of my buddies decided, you know, at eh, beginning-ish of senior year, that we were going to fucking move out. Yep. And uh, so I uh, just showed up at my parents' house with a moving truck the one day. You know, and 17, like, how'd they react to that? Oh, it was not good. But uh, you can't do that, you can't do that. I go, I am doing it. Doing it anyway. Call the cops, Mom. Mm. You know, call the cops and your son, do it. So they ended up signing uh, emancipation, or uh, uh, yeah, I got emancipated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. at uh, seventeen. Yeah, and I uh, did like three quarters of my senior year living above a bar with the four of my buddies, who so, pretty much did the same thing. What? And so you just made that decision, and you weren't taking into consideration what your parents thought. You you made up your mind. That was that. Oh, and dude. Yeah, I never really. I mean. My parents, I respected my parents, but no, I always did what I wanted. Like, uh, I saved up a bunch of money. Well, I was I was also hustling, and, you know, I was one of six kids. My dad, my mom stayed home. My dad probably made 50 grand a year mm. supporting nine All people. All those kids? Cause, oh, my, man. My sister had already had a kid by then, you mm. know. Yep. So, you know. Tough. Um, I had started hustling a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of to. green on the side and stuff like that. So I was paying for my own shit yeah. anyway. So yeah, that's how you're going to wear shoes. They were kind of looking the other way. Yeah, of course. And, you know, he's paying for his own shit. Exactly. Exactly. I know what you mean. He's paying for his own stuff, whatever. So they kind of let me, you know, just do what I want. I wasn't getting in a whole lot of trouble or doing anything too stupid. So they just, you know, kind of looked the other way. <sighs> so how far down the, down the line of kids? You, most of your siblings are older? Uh, two two older sisters. Okay, had three younger brothers. Oh, so you one. were the you were the first boy. Oh, yeah, you were the first boy. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I was three of six. Gotcha. Okay, but you know, shit, we were we were dirt fucking poor. Yep. And so they, I mean, they they knew what I was doing. They knew I was hustling pot when I was in you know, eighth, ninth grade, Jesus, shit like that. Man, Jesus. But and then you know, I also had I worked uh, uh, like. Five hours at a factory after school to, to pay for you know to not you know to pay for the, the rent of living oh, yeah. on my own yep. you know, at fucking seventeen and uh, you know had to pay for my own car and all that shit and you know so it's listen, fucking man, awesome though so okay so listen man I I only had two siblings and we were we were we were poor growing up and I had to work early so that I could buy the shit that my mom couldn't afford you know if I wanted like you know the name brand shoes or something. Oh, yeah. I had to do. I had to do that on my own. It wasn't something that was given. No. And you had twice as many siblings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine what that yeah. must have been like. You. I mean, you're basically in a situation where you're taking care of yourself, man. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was. Uh, sometimes it was a you know fight for food. Shit. Yep. You know, it was do what you got to do. I mean, I started caddying at. Uh, you know, I would take the bus. 
out to the burbs and fucking caddy, I think at the age of 12, sounds like I started doing that. Really? Just, you know, Saturday and Sunday, I can go make, you know, 50 or 60 bucks when I'm 12. That seems like such a good job for a kid, caddying, you know? It made me a lot of money. By the end, I was, you know, I mean, I stopped caddying around 17. Yeah. I was making, you know, 100, 150 bucks for five hours on a Saturday yeah, And morning. for walking around a nice-ass golf course, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. I mean, you know, there are worse jobs. I, I have to point out that when Sam says the word caddy, that his A is the most Cleveland A that he's ever comes out of his Caddying. mouth. Caddying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, what the hell do you want from me? Nothing. That's amazing. But, uh... So... So the other, the other thing that I wanted to make sure we, we had a chance to get into, other than just getting to know you a little bit, buddy, is, um, is that you did, you did grow up, you know, in a city, mm-hmm. and, uh, and your political persuasions align to what you would expect. So you're, you know, you vote Democrat, you still live in the city, even, even, with, even with kids, you're still living in the city, that, you know, I, you know that's, that's a consi- been a consistent part of your life, um, you know, you're, uh, you're, Identify with a with a, you know ur- urban culture and rap music and and all these things that uh, that are part of you know part of the culture you grew up in, sure. and uh, and so all, all of that stuff makes sense to me, um, but there are lots of things about you that I've learned over the years that don't line up with a typical. Democrat, you know, and it's hard to even say that because I'm not a typical. You're definitely not a typical Democrat. Democrat. Definitely not. But even just that phrase, Democrat, the meaning of that, since I started following politics, has changed so much. So it's hard. It's hard for me to make sense of that myself. That's because the the news and everyone just wants to polarize everything, and they want to make us all against each other, divide and conquer. So I didn't expect you to say that. I don't. No, excuse me. You. It's not that I don't expect you to say that. I don't expect a Democrat to say that. Because Kyle and I both pretty much agree with you there. Yeah. Um, but because, it's, because it seems to be in the favor of the, of the left sort of agenda, the media is falling in line with what the Democrats want, that I didn't expect you to bring that up. Well, it's the truth. I mean, <laughs> Fair enough, man. It look, is the look, truth. Look at, I mean, CNN and Fox News, are, they're both bullshit. It's true. It's it's just let's pit everyone against each other so so we can slide all these bills through and let's make ha- the rich richer and mm. fuck everybody else. That that's a great point, man. Let's talk about that. First of all, when you say make the rich richer, do you do you agree? I know you do, but do you agree that the rich people that have the influence and the power, so many of them are elected officials on both sides of the aisle. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about corporate billionaires. I'm talking about multimillionaire career politicians. That they're the rich people. Do you agree with that? No. Yeah, I don't either. You don't think Nancy Pelosi is wealthy oh. beyond imagining well, because there's, there's of her wealthy. position? There's some, I do. but the the real the real billionaires, the real the real people that run this country, you don't even know their name. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think that um uh Nancy Pelosi has money because whoever is really pulling the strings lets Nancy Pelosi be like the t- the figurehead. You know what I mean? Um, probably take some money, a lot of money from lobbyists and. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they they've got all their creative ways of making money, but um, 
Yeah, I, that's I mean, why, I pretty that's much, why Bernie's worth like nothing. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, Bernie's got some book money, but I, I really don't have much of. I disagree with Bernie. Like, I don't really just. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't really I, the stuff that Bernie wants to implement. I don't think it's going to work. But Bernie does strike me as more or less a genuine, you know, like kind well, of a genuine. Yeah, person. So, he does that for sure. Since we've called me a Democrat, I didn't. Would you I call yourself a Democrat? Democrat? Yes. Okay, right. keep going. But no, actually, I would call myself, which is probably even worse. I'd call myself a liberal. Okay. Or a progressive. Would you call yourself a progressive? progressive? Yeah. Okay. All of yeah, these terms are so muddied and ruined at this point that you really kind of have to because explain what you mean more. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, liberal has so many connotations. Because, like, like, yeah, maybe a Democrat, but if Cuomo's doing creepy shit, get that fucker out of there. <laughs> Cuomo's always doing creepy shit. Get that fucker out of there, but what, then. What happened there, man? Because that to me, that kind of came out of nowhere. Nobody, Nobody's been putting pressure on Cuomo till now. Was it, you know, and I don't know if that was... He should have been, he should have been, uh, uh, resigned for faking COVID deaths yeah. more than, more than this... Sex scandal. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. He, as soon as, as soon as the COVID deaths underreporting, that she should have resigned for that. That's way more egregious to me than... True. And that highlights something that I think, um, is a factor in all of this is that he didn't get that criticism because the media covered him during the COVID stuff. Like he was, you know, the COVID darling, he was doing everything the right way. Um, and the media just like, they really built him up to be something special. And then, you know, the, the light of truth shines on everything eventually. And you find out that, you know, he really was not doing that good. You know what the difference is between the Democrats and the Republicans. What's that? We'll kick his ass out and the Republicans double down. Hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Republicans either. It's not like uh, I, I'm. You know. We see we see corruption, and we say, "Get the fuck out." Yeah, is you do you think so? I, yeah, I mean, you look at yeah. like how long I mean, has Hillary Clinton been like a, a player in the Democratic and, and Party? We get tell, give me one piece of proof that she's done anything. Oh, dude, I don't know about proof, but Hillary Clinton is super creepy, man. That creepy does not mean illegal. Well, no, but uh, you know, I think it's probably I'm the. Not, uh, I'm not a Hillary fan. No, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are way better representatives. Let's talk about that for just a second. How is it that somebody like Joe Biden gets the the nod over someone like Tulsi Gabbard? I love Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, so. how, how does that happen? Because Tulsi's um, anti-war. Be, I mean, because because like, he could get he he just had more name recognition. And you think that's what it was? Yeah, it was just the easier. It was, I mean, I, I, I could have probably fucking ran and beat Trump in this last one. I mean, I think that the DNC played Bernie. Oh, in they this last fucked one. him twice. Um, no, first one too. Oh, oh man. yeah, for sure in the oh, first they, one. They, but I think they, in they, this one they, too, people don't realize. I don't think people talk about that one as much. They fucked him in this. You know, they had all these moderates, and that kind of, that's kind of what Biden ran as is like the moderate Democrat. You know, which so. Yeah. I, I mean, don't, I don't like a whole lot either. Fuck the it. moderate shit. Well, I guess I, I guess I, I fall more in moderate, but I'm not a moderate guy really. But uh, but you know they had all these other moderates on there like Klobuchar, Buttigieg. They were they were all kind of running as moderates. I like Buttigieg and Buttigieg. I mean, I don't really, but um, you know they all right. dropped out, and you know so th- I don't know the 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 DNC just really did. 
they screwed Bernie over in this past oh, one, and oh, they they, they, can, they constantly so, do that. No, no, I agree. I, I think that the the youth, that the up and coming part of the Democratic Party, is way more socialist than than their parents and grandparents. Absolutely. And Bernie is the guy that represents those ideas. None of the other ones do. None of them. So mm-hmm. if if the if the MTV commercials, the get out and vote commercials, the audience that they're targeting, these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, if they're trying to get those people to go out and vote, they want to vote for Bernie Sanders. The fact that Joe Biden is in instead of Bernie Sanders should piss you off, Sam. And it does. Well, good. Then we agree. We agree. <laughs> I would have I would have much rather had a Bernie Trump runoff. I would have much rather had that conversation. Oh, Bernie would have fucking mopped a floor with him. It wouldn't even have been close. I'm not convinced of that. I'm not convinced of that at all. It wouldn't even have been close. <laughs> well, you know what, Bernie? No, you know what? I don't want to say anything bad about anybody, but Bernie's kind of a nerd, and he talks kind of like this. Uh, Trump, Trump, you know, he's a TV personality. Do you think in, in a debate, a, Bernie would win against Trump? I don't think so, man. Even, even Absolutely, because Bernie actually knows what the hell he's talking about. Trump would just go, yeah, you look like an idiot. Or he, he would. He'd make some... He would. I, I, I think that it's actually pretty easy to, you know, contradict the thing, you know, find contradictions in the things that Bernie says, just like pretty much anyone. Um, and I do think that Trump is particularly, you know, he's got the Trump style, like it or not. He, he's definitely got his, his way of talking shit basically like he does this thing that not a lot of other politicians do he's up there like telling jokes making you know um oh, try yeah. to make people look stupid basically plenty, yeah. of, plenty of other politicians have tried to tell jokes and stuff like that not, i'll tell you trump makes i t- not like I roasting hate, i hated bush i hated oh, yeah. bush i, I kind of did too and Yo, and you bush know what is, i look back yeah. and he was an adorable guy he was <laughs> He was just he was just a figurehead. He never wanted Bush? to be there. Bush compared Bush. to Trump. He was he was a liberal like I compared I would, to compared but, to Trump. I, mean, I would have taken I mean, McCain. I would have taken any what? Trump Trump no, was the no, no. worst. No, no. He was no. an embarrassment I mean, all of those people to the country. That you just ta- all, of, all of those people that you just said are war hawks, man. And Trump I mean, say what you want about him, but he, yes, he maintained all of the wars that Barack Obama and George W. Bush started, but he didn't start any new oh. wars. Um, you know, I I don't know. That's because he I, couldn't get anything done because well, he was he, too I busy mean, on fucking Twitter. He could have he could have done whatever he wanted to in that respect. I mean, he you know he's like dropping drone strikes. He he's the boss. Dude, he was too busy watching Fox News to do anything. Yeah, I mean that's like a uh, you know kind of a. Like he was a uh, that's what they say. That's what they non-president. say. And but, the, the only thing he the, the only thing he did was nominate two people to the Supreme Court. One of them was fucking bullshit. Which one? Merrick Garland on? should oh. be in there. Oh, oh, well, you're Gorsuch. Let, let me, yeah. yeah, let me, let me step in for just a second. Because I don't agree with that. I think that uh, the Republicans, yeah, the sitting president, the sitting the, fucking the, president, is supposed to name it. Obama I was the sitting that president. If that it was, was the bullshit. other way around, the Democrats would have done the. No, exact it wasn't same thing. because. Oh, but if it was, you're right. They would have. They would have. No, because the the second one when they nominated this freaking goddamn Christian, oh, horrible oh, oh, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, just oh, whatever. I we don't, should definitely. I don't. Yeah, we should definitely talk about religion. I don't definitely talk about religion, religion at some point. I don't think that there should be a Supreme Court, but 
As far as Supreme Court nominees go, I mean, she's whatever. I mean, she's a hold, hold on. Hey, I want to before I forget, guys. I, listen, there's alcohol flowing, but before I forget, I want to ask this question. So, uh, listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, and I know you don't, Sam doesn't as much, but Kyle has a deep history going back to the very beginning. And I like Joe Rogan. When Joe talks about politics, um, man, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> For Christ's sake. Oh, um, I lost it again. I'll come back there to it. it. Goes. I'll come back to it. Um, what? Listen, the, the, what I wanted to talk, what I wanted to make sure Kyle and I talked to Sam about were those things that I think the like the the party line Democrats would disagree with your feelings on it. Um, things like, let's talk about cultural appropriation. Can we please talk about cultural appropriation? What do you want to know? So the Democrats and the left and the media are pushing this idea that if I, as a white man, participate or enjoy something from another culture that I am somehow stealing from them that I am I am not I am not supposed to be enjoying it that I'm that I'm that's for them somehow and uh, and somebody who grew up in the city had tons of black friends grew up in the black community look to this day loves rap music and hip-hop culture has much more in common with you know many black uh, uh, percentage of the black community versus the white community that somebody in your position as a white man the gender and the race that everybody's supposed to hate now um coming from coming from that everyone's supposed to hate white people white men in particular seriously you don't think no okay well, did you hear about did you hear about the the scandal? There was a Coca Cola had a corporate training something something about the corporate training where they be more black or something. Be bullshit. less white. Be no, less I thought, I thought white. It was be more black. You're cor- incorrect. It was be less white. And they said and they defined. Kyle and I talked about well, this. That's shitty. It's very shitty. There's, there, there should. There should never be be less white, be, ne- be less black, be less anything. No, of course not. Should you be able to say be more black? No. Yeah, I agree. For the, well, I mean, I guess, be, I, I don't know, I guess be, you should be able to say be whatever yourself. the fuck you want. but Be your fucking self. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's good. Well, well, I'm with well, you on that. Well, how about, how, about the Aunt Jemima, how about the Aunt Jemima thing? How about the taking, taking a, a black person's face... Off of a corporate logo for for a freaking syrup company and a and a rice manufacturer, removing that face because it's somehow racist. What are your thoughts on that, man? Uh, well, you know, if it if it offends even a couple people, why not fucking change it? And second of all, that was, that's just corporate shit because they want to keep selling their it it pe- is peddling their stuff. It is it is corporate shit. So it's it's not even. But, all about race. It's well, about just them being able to sell their goddamn product. Well, that's true. And if you if we specifically talk about that angle, you and I would probably agree. But what what I'm thinking here is you got people like like what you just said exactly that if it offends somebody. First of all, if it offends somebody that there's a black person's face on a box of rice or a freaking thing of syrup, you're depends a fucking the, racist. It, you're a fucking racist. It depends on the it depends on the depiction. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, are, are we well, talking about like, uh, Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima? Just to me, just look like an black elderly people. black, f- f- you know, person. Yeah. No, it, and I don't see anything wrong with that. But like, I think the Indians should change their name. 
I, okay, I, so that's a that's a good point because that's a very different type of example. It's a caricature. Of it a, is a caricature. I agree with you. So let me ask and you. I have it fucking tattooed on my goddamn palm. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you this, Sam, specifically. When I was a young, stupid fuck. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that that a company that takes Aunt Jemima off of the label? Do you think that someone who does that out of sensitivity? It it's is, not that sensitive. Well, it's it's about the bottom pressure, dollar. Let's say the bottom oh, about the bottom dollar. If somebody does that, that that actually takes a black person's face off of a part of American culture, right? Like you could uh, argue that you could argue that that you're tearing that off, and you're saying because somehow the white people who run the company feel have this white guilt and the social pressure, they're going to take this black woman's face off the syrup. When when I when if I was a black person shopping in the grocery store, and I see you know a a, a black face on the on the syrup, I might I might that might give me some comfort. I might want to choose that fucking syrup because it, right? Yeah, no, but the way Aunt Jemima was depicted, she was like looking like. The the Tom and Jerry fucking black do you think lady, like do you think I, I don't know man I don't know I don't know it was almost like black face I don't really remember specifically the it's, details it's kinda, it was kind of racist I don't know I don't know if it is I, I, I don't know, think you know it what? is I'm man. not the right person to fucking ask though and neither are you well, I, but oh, but you, that's you, a you good point to, you need to ask a fucking black person why what do you mean why is is a black person going to be able to tell somebody that something evaluate something and say it's racist in a way that I can't. Absolutely. If I'm an honest and fair person, why does it make a difference? Because you have not, you have not grown up as a black person. You have not faced the fucking, the horrible shit that they have faced that I've witnessed firsthand. I appreciate that, but but wouldn't you agree though that everybody faces terrible shit? Of course. And if you take somebody in a in a poor community. White or black? Don't you think that what they're facing is basically the same shit? Uh, they're facing the same shit, but then why is the why is the the incarceration so much head heavily towards black people? Why are we locking up black people at three to one that's when a, they're thirteen percent of the population? That's a that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, I don't know, Kyle. You got thoughts on that, buddy? I, I would say it's. It has something to do with the fact that they commit more crime. No, and that's I, not true at all. I think I think that it is true. No, um, you go to the ghettos down in, in uh, you know, in, down in the south where it's white people. Mm-hmm. They get slapped on the wrist for you know having uh, you know crack or or whatever. When a black guy does it up here in Cleveland, he's going to jail for five years. Um, I mean, I don't doubt that there's some kind, you know. That, the, that some cops are harder on black people than others. It's not cops, it's the whole judicial system. Um, I see, I don't, I don't really agree with that. I mean, I, I don't think that uh, you can say that the system is racist because, uh, I mean, the system is just a, a bunch of people. There are black people in the system. So, I mean, well, if, if it was course, a yeah. racist system, why would we be allowing them to be in it and influencing it? And, what do you mean know, allow them? You can't, you can't stop people from you know running for office and and sure stuff you, like that sure you can oh well i mean you can't to an extent but no i mean you the, can just say the, no the you racial just, disparity America. of uh blacks to whites and 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 the amount of time we get for the same exact crimes it's fucking disgusting yeah i mean I, you know i'm sure there's some truth to that uh i would say uh, I really do think that the uh, 
the committing of crime, it, it, it's definitely higher. I mean, if you look at statistics, it's definitely higher. Well, this, this is where my mind goes, and, and I don't know if this is true, but suppose I have a, a really um, poor community. Uh, I expect that in that poor community, there's going to be a disproportionate number uh, percentage-wise of um, minorities than, than, white, than white people. That's what I would expect to see. The white people there are facing, in my opinion, the same exact hardships as the black people in that community, but the black people are a higher percentage, let's say. So if, if the that's cops come in, up. exactly, that's where you grew up. If the cops come in and bust somebody for doing something illegal, the they pro- wouldn't the, bust me, though. But that's the, but the fucking the, thing. But how many white families were in that neighborhood, Sam? Do you know how many white people are in prison, though? Like, I mean, lots and lots and lots of well, white hold, people hold in, on. Prison. Let's, let's, are in prison. Tell me, tell me about your neighborhood, Dude, though. I used to, they used to, the, the black guys used to have me hold the drugs up up on the corner, and they'd pay me fucking $20 a day because I was a white kid, and the fucking, they knew the cops. They're less would, likely to, yeah. Would, would never fuck with me because yep. I was the white kid in the neighborhood. But how many other white kids were there? Eh, a handful. That's what I mean. So if, if you're gonna if, if you're gonna pick a random person out of that neighborhood, uh, and and as a, as a cop and check them for something illegal, the percentage of the random people you pull out the, will be much higher to be to be the black people than the white ones because there's very few white ones. Well, that's also because they have no opportunity. They have their fathers have already been locked up for for fucking. People are doing 30 years for selling weed and shit. Well, They've can, locked up all their fathers. They've fucking given them no chance whatsoever to succeed in life. We can all the, agree on that. The the schools in, in East Cleveland are a goddamn joke. It's a babysitting. Joke. You're right. You're you know, right. These kids have no chance. They have no choice but to sell drugs or, or to hustle like I did when I was... I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't sell hard drugs or anything like that, but... Yeah, but. <laughs> Don't you think it's weird, though, that all this money gets poured into the city schools and the schools never get any better? See, I, I, I don't know how much money is poured into Cleveland City Schools, to be honest. I mean, you know, I, I live in the city of Cleveland, but I send my kids to private school. You do, right. Well, the average, the average because public school student gets $9,000 spent on them, I think it was, per year. What, do you, what does it cost for you to send your girls to school? Your kids to school, rather. Uh, it's uh, my daughter. She's in second grade. It's eleven thousand for the year. Okay, so you pay more. Okay, so you pay more. Well, maybe that has something to do with it. I, I feel like nine thousand sounds really high. It does sound high. I mean, you could go to a couple semesters of college for that. Still, I mean, think about how much money they're taking out of people's taxes. I, I would, I would, I would like to see that figure before I believe it. To be honest. Um. What about what about this idea of anarchy? So this is something that Kyle gravitates towards, big time, and it sounds like, from what I know about you, Sam, that this is this, you might actually yes, agree sir. with this more. Uh, the idea that that the government is that the government's doing things that need to be done. We we kind of accept, we kind of that's a that's a given, but that in the process they're stealing from us way more than is necessary, such that they can live. Now, without ever having to work a day in their lives, they can live off of taxpayers. They are stealing so much from us. And if we could get rid of that, how much more good well, could that money... Why are the world's police? It's a great question. It's a great fucking question. Why do we have 300 and some bases in 115 countries, wherever? What do you think, Kyle? I think that we should be out of all of those places. I don't understand, you know... I, yeah. could, I could understand a couple in... Sure. In... You know, real high, you know, 
violent places where we're you know keeping the peace a little bit. Nah, I don't even think we should be doing you know, that. I think we know, should just and leave I'm those not sure that I even alone. think that either. But you know, I mean, I I would say if like as long as there's not genocide going on, I don't. <clears> you know, I can't stand. You know, ever since I had kids. Sam can't stand genocide. Ever since he had kids, he can't stand no, genocide. No, like if they're if they're killing right? kids, if they're if they're doing crazy shit like that, we should send a SEAL team in and fucking knock I guess, those I fuckers out. I don't know if but, I agree with that because a lot of the times when we do we do stuff under the guise of we're going to go help these people, and then we end up killing a fucking million of them, you know. And it's like, and you're okay, and like, you're not wrong. Uh, like, did we make it better? Did we make it better by killing a million of you? You know, I, I don't know. Half, half of the fucking wars and all the shit we've been going through for the last 20 years all about fucking oil anyway oh yeah it's I mean it's 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 disgusting it is disgusting let me ask you this question guys we can say something like we just said and if all we ever do is say what we just said and never do anything more are we kind of guilty of this problem continuing because we're just we're not doing anything about it you ever feel that way Yeah. yeah I almost, I almost joined the fucking, uh, you know, I was 18, had, you know, not a whole lot, you know, fucking factory job, selling fucking pot. Yep. And I thought about joining. And my dad's a Vietnam vet. Mm. I talked to him about it. He goes, don't you go over there and fight rich people's fucking wars for oil. God damn right. And, but the same token, you know, one of my dad's favorite sayings is, I don't care what you believe in, but I will fight the fight to the death to protect it. Mm. Mm-hmm. God damn, that's good, man. And I don't think I don't think I think we've lost that. Mm. We have lost that. Don't you, don't you think cancel culture, which comes completely from the left, is like the absolute opposite of that? No, I don't think cancel culture comes from the left at all. I think if you violate term, being, terms being. of service of a private company, mm-hmm. which you are all about private companies. Sure. But who's getting canceled? What do you mean? Any Democrats getting canceled? Any progressives getting any socialists getting canceled? I don't see I don't I don't see Democrats posting racist fucking bullshit. See that's the that's the thing that pisses me off most of all, is it's kinda like uh to call somebody racist, it's like the F word now. It's that it puts the kibosh on everything. All you have to do is suggest that somebody's racist, and there's no more there's no more conversation. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, man, because because we can have a nice conversation, the three of us. Uh, you know, we all like each other. We're all yeah. we're all peaceful. We can have this conversation that the the news can't have. Sure. And do you both consider, uh, consider yourself libertarians? Yes, I do. Um, I mean, yeah, more or less. Yes, Kyle, more or less. Kyle's kind of an anarchist. If it would work, he would he would be on board. Um, I mean, I definitely appreciate and believe in a lot of libertarian philosophy, like you know, a lot of Austrian economics and stuff like that. So you like uh, Ron not- Swanson, libertarian? Mm. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, I'm a little I, bit more of an know. anarchist than that. I just don't think that. I, I, I think listen, I don't like listen, the government a whole a cla- lot. A classical liberal, what you should be if you're a Democrat, what you should be by definition, is somebody who believes you should be able to do whatever you want. You should have the freedom to do whatever you want, so long as you're not harming someone else. You that's, can harm that's yourself. That, that's a classical liberal, but that doesn't exist anymore. That's why I'm a libertarian. If, if that existed, liber- I'd be liber- a liberal. Libertarian is, is like communism on the face. They're both fucking noble 
Yes, I agree. But impossibly impossible theories. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't really. One has individual freedom at its core principle, and uh, the other equality, however, in practice, both concepts lead to outcomes that aren't as pure. When, but when Correct. has when has like a libertarian society ever been tried? When has a stateless society ever been tried? I mean, but how far do you go? Do you liber- do you get rid of all police? Do you you get rid well, of all it, government if it's whatsoever? State controlled, then yes. If it's um, so, we're all just so so. I could just come to your house tomorrow with my AK. arsenal. Yep. And say, this is my fucking house. That's my wife. These are my kids. Fuck you or I'll shoot you. Do you think he, Do you think that you would be able to get away with that, though? Do you think, like, in the long term, you think that you would do that? I think that that gangs would of people well? would be able to. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that may, there may be some truth to that, but the way that you see the police operating now. I hate the fucking police. Well, Don't sure. get me wrong. No, I, I, I'm with you. It, like, talking about a lot of these things is hard because it's like. Like, I understand the I shouldn't purpose. Say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say I hate the police. I hate... Fuck, that's a tough one. Yeah, I know what... We need police. I hate... You hate the ones that do the terrible shit. You're like making... They, they, need, they need more training and more... So you're like making... You're, you're giving a lot of points that I would make for my argument, is that when it's controlled by the state... The people do not have a choice. It's like whoever, the, you know, the bureaucracy decides to appoint, you can't, you have no real way of um, fighting back against them. You're, you know, protect and serve is a complete joke. Um, um, you know, I think that in a, in a scenario where you would have more direct input as to how they do their jobs we would be better off so what what kyle's saying is community policing i should know i I should know fred the the cop that walks down my street every goddamn day that's ideal sure and he comes down and he he says hey sam how's it going is anything going on in the neighborhood yeah i agree oh yeah that's we've we've lost that completely so what what, and 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 i'm sorry yeah go ahead go ahead the the people that are policing Cleveland, where I live, mm-hmm. are people who live out in the suburbs, the affluent suburbs, and they're scared of fucking black people. Yep. There's that. There's that. And yeah, I guess they go I into know. a situation already scared, armed. I mean, yeah, I mean, being a, being a cop's a hard job. I mean, you know, it like is naturally. It is a hard job. Um, you should have to live in the same city that you police. In the same sure. district, I'd I even agree. Say. I, I agree that that is ideal. That that would be the best way to do it. To have people to to build relationships, stuff like that. That's always the best way to do things. Um, I I'm not defending the way that we're policing things now. Uh, I just think that um, giving people, like I said, if you want a particular product, you go out and you shop for that product and you find the one that works best for you. And I think that we should be able to do that with things like police. Like the police, exactly. So Kyle wants to be able to fire the police. He wants to have the power to fire and replace the police with some other other police if they're not. Are you talking about some private company though? Yes, because you can't do it with you can't do it with the government. I can't fire any cop. I can't get. I got pulled over the other day for no reason because I had a little plastic shield underneath my car where a bolt had broken. It was kind of flapping around, 
And I got pulled over um, for that reason. You got your concealed carry? Well, no, I, I do have my concealed carry. But you have your CHL? But I wasn't carrying a gun. No, they never, they never gave you a ticket if you have your CHL. No. I forget where I was going with this. Thing. I've been pulled over six times now with my CHL. Yeah. Not one ticket. Interesting. Cops like guys who carry guns. Interesting. So, so the, you know, the, so the, you know, the, there's all these things, man. Like um, this idea of anarchy. I want to. I want to get back to uh, this idea of cultural appropriation. I still think we need to talk about more. Um, but I want to talk about spirituality because someone like Kyle used to be. Uh, and he's slowly coming around. Used to be very well. He he maybe he's getting more anti-government. He's more more of an anarchist. Yeah. He used to be very. Uh, he was an atheist. Um, I am a. Atheist. I know. I know you are. I know you are. Kyle, Kyle, yeah. Kyle's starting to come back around a little bit, which surprises me. And I want to talk about that. But somebody like you, Sam, who uh, has kids, first of all, and that by itself is is a psychedelic experience. It's a spiritual experience having children. Oh, I don't know if I'd say spiritual. Well, I would. It's a uh, carnal. It's a, I don't know, a, uh, fuck. It, it, I mean, I, I delivered my daughter yeah. myself with no what? doctor. What? I mean, doctor behind me, but I delivered, you know. Damn, dude. Grab, grab between the armpits, That's pull. Crazy. You know, you mm. push at the same time. You, like you I were in a hospital? Did, uh, we did a water birth with yeah. my, with my daughter. Ooh. My son was a, uh, a C-section. You know, all kinds of problems. Yeah, but still a problem. The little but, three. But you, but you know what I mean. Where you have this intense experience when when that happens. When you're when you're watching your wife it's give birth to your child. Sense. It's it's, a, it's like nothing you've ever experienced before. No. It's and the reason I bring that up is because I think there's an element of that in the DMT experience and. In, in the hunting experience, which you are a hunter, yes. a liberal and a hunter, yes, uh, that there's part of that. If I, if I would have carried a gun here just to put on the table, just to show you guys, but I knew that I was going to have some beers, <laughs> so I couldn't. Uh, well, I know. In good conscience, you know, obviously, I I will not carry if I'm going to have a drink. Well, so. well, there you go, responsible. But the question is, though, you have experiences like that. To me, it's very difficult to deny that there's more to reality than, than we generally understand. There's something else there that we don't, we're not normally aware of that it's possible to tap into. And how you can experience that and not have questions about God is a surprise to me. That's what I want to talk about. Well, because I think it's more of a symbiotic um, relationship with the earth. I don't. I don't think there's some fucking god. I think we're here by mistake, by accident, by. Would you say it's a miracle? No. <laughs> Why not? It's 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 this. What do you define as miracle? Well, it's this crazy, go, improbable, go some... improbable situation that is a one in a billion. And it was just one ha- in a billion. Don't you think that's kind of magical? If you want to, I don't believe in magic. <laughs> I think it was a coincidence. Yeah, a great one. Don't you think there's more to your uh, your life than what you experience day to day when you're sober and healthy and normal? When am I sober? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> at work, at work, you're sober 100 percent of the time. <laughs> no, I'm sober a lot. Don't get me wrong. Um, not at the moment. But, uh, I mean, how can you how can you blast off like you did on DMT 
and uh, and and not feel like there's more there's more there there's more going on than what you see normally. Um, because that's a chemical. That's a chemical reaction to a chemical that I've taken in my brain. Yep. So it, so there's an experience that's possible in the world that's that crazy. Granted, it comes from a chemical, but that's a natural thing that emerged from the fucking planet. It's a natural thing that, that's possible to get. And, and you get it, and suddenly there's this experience that's possible to have that shows you things that you don't ordinarily see and experience, but are more, that are just as real as your normal life. And when you come out of them, it's, you get valuable information from those experiences. It's, it's like this hidden, sure. it's like a hidden part of existence. Yeah. That's what I mean. If it's possible for there to be this hidden part of existence, is it not possible Look, that... I'm not really saying I don't believe in God. Yeah. I'm saying there is no proof to support the theory that there is a God. Mm. Is, your, is your feelings about God like, like that connected to like this bigoted Christian idea that we're going to... We're gonna judge other people, and we're gonna oh, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna pre- we're gonna pretend that some of your actions are sins, so that we oh, can. Yeah. You can be the shittiest person you want. Co- confess your sins on your deathbed. And good to go. So if all of that stuff didn't Fuck exist, yourself. if all those rules and weirdness didn't exist, if we weren't talking about a story like Jesus, or or if we were just talking about why there any of this exists versus not at all, that there's some something magical that might actually be behind it there that we don't quite understand. Well, I wouldn't say magical because there's no such fucking thing as magic. But um, something, I think, something. I think most of it is indoctrination of young children. Oh no, no, don't get me wrong. I, sure. I think we'd all agree that organized religion is a problem. I'm just talking about the idea of God. That's it. Without any of the packaging. Not a Christian God. Not a Jewish God. Not a Hindu God. Just the idea. I can't. I can't even fathom that there's some fucking dude somewhere up there pulling strings because if if there is and he's letting kids die over in Guyana yep. starving yep he can suck my dick agreed i'm not disagreeing with you i agree if that that zeus can suck a dick i'm not talking sure. about that guy yeah i mean you, when you when i think about god i don't think about um a guy in the sky pulling the strings of things i think of more of you know, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, I think of the po- I think of possibility. That's what I think mm. of. You know, I think of the possibility that... It, it, it's crazy that anything exists, and the fact that it's possible for something to exist, that's kind of like what I think of as God. Uh, uh, and exactly. that's like something that goes on forever. Um Exactly. Yeah, I don't think about like a guy in the sky, and I I think that a lot of people do. I mean, I, you know, a lot of people's notion of God really isn't much more complicated than that. Um, but I think ignorant, that there are a really. lot of what's up. It says ignorant, really, to think that the last you know three thousand years of knowledge that we know that there's some God they're pulling strings. Yeah, no, I I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I don't. I don't. I got all kinds of problems with like anthropomorphizing God, like pretending that God is some kind of sky human yeah. that lives in this ethereal place called heaven. I don't, I don't. The gates of whatever, right? What are they called the, uh, the pearly the gates. Pearly gates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'd go up there and give him a middle finger and say, "Send me where the fun people are." I don't, I don't, I don't think there's this pearly gate or a Saint Peter up there letting us in. I don't believe that. What I, what I think well, about is like kind of more like what Kyle said is like, God, God is the potential for anything to be. He's whatever it is that's necessary for this to exist. That's God. I don't and know why that. Why do we have to call it God? Well, we can call it whatever you want, but I'm calling it God. I'm, yeah. I'm calling the beginning. I'm calling the reason for. Is that All a capital G or a lowercase G? I think it's. Or. I actually think it's both. And this is where, well, I mean, we can get really weird if you want. Now, probably you shouldn't do this, but well, we have all our clothes on, so it's not that <laughs> fucking weird. I I think that there that there ultimately is not a difference between God with a capital G and God with a lowercase G. And by God with a lowercase g, I mean the three dudes sitting at this table and every other person that exists and the whole I and the whole cosmos as a whole. A God, absolutely. Capital not, G, not a God. You are God, capital G, and so am I. And there's no difference between you and I. That's what I think. That's what I think. Well, energy can be neither created or destroyed. That's right, sir. And you know what? My energy will go to a good place one day. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I don't believe in an afterlife at all. I, I don't like those don't ideas. Either. I don't like that idea at all. Um, it doesn't jive with me. It doesn't resonate. Doesn't seem doesn't seem legit. Live every day like it's your last because there's nothing after this. This podcast brought to you by Basil Hayden's Straight Kentucky Bourbon. I hope we get some sponsorship. <laughs> <That'd be> sweet. <laughs> How about aliens, Sam? I absolutely believe that there's an intelligent life out there somewhere. You think there's, they could have been it would responsible? Be ignorant. It would be it would be arrogant. Arrogant. Yeah. Yes. What if the earth is flat though? Oh. What Are if you the fucking kidding me? <laughs> what if the earth is flat, dude? What if Are you fucking kidding what me? If... I have been all over the earth. I have standing on top yeah. of mountains and seeing the curvature myself. Yeah? Boom. Yeah. But what if space is fake, though? What if, like, oh, space that? is fake? Yeah. Like, what, what if. Have you, have you like, considered that? Space. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Kyle's having microphone issues. Son I'm of a sorry. bitch. I believe it. Science is real. Dude, let's talk about science for a second. That's let's a great topic. Listen, I agree science is real also. But there's. I'm but there's. just hold this <laughs> But there, there are people. That that talk about science. There are people that talk about science as though uh, it, as though it's inerrant, as though they don't make any mistakes. You know, it's like science is something that's it's changing all the time. Absolutely. Like science is the study religion of finding to, out that we're wrong. The religion has to keep changing itself to keep up with science. That's also true. Sure. But not in the way that I, that I was describing God just a second ago. And we'll have to get into this more in a f- future podcast when we're teensy bit more sober. I feel sober as a judge right now. <laughs> Shame on you, Kyle. You had ample opportunity. You think a judge is oh, sober? <laughs> All right, guys, listen. This was a lot of fun. I want to do more of these where we're hanging out with the guys podcast. Um, it's almost an hour and a half, so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we had beers, we had we had whiskey today, um, and among other things. Let's put it that way. And a liberal for fuck's sakes. And a liberal. <laughs> so we're gonna have we're gonna have Sam back on in the future for a little segment called Ask a Liberal. 
We're gonna, we're, we're gonna have more conversations. Like, listen, guys. What the important thing here is that we can have a conversation. It is possible yes. for the Trump guy to have a conversation with the Bernie Who guy. The fuck is the Trump guy with here? with respect? No, I'm just saying hypothetically. It, w- with respect and and mutual respect and have an actual conversation. Always. We don't have to hate each other all the oh, time. Fuck you guys. I don't like either of you particularly. <laughs> you know what? Let's go fight right now. No, no. The, the important thing is we don't let the powers that be divide us. 100%. And we talk and we communicate and we come to some sort of common grounds and live together and that's figure right. it all out. And figure That's what we're doing. We're Unity. figuring it out. Unity. Unity. Peace, baby. Peace. Love See you guys. And dope.